0: Hello, and welcome to the Women in Leadership podcast. I'm Angie Mazzetti. Anya Murray, president of the France, Ireland Chamber of Commerce, is the guest on this episode. Her day job is head of marketing, communications and corporate responsibility for Veolia, a French company involved in ecological transformation that's helping companies to be more sustainable in energy, water and waste. Anya is passionate about taking practical steps to make life and business more sustainable and about nurturing links between Ireland and France towards that goal. France is now our nearest neighbour in the European Union since Brexit. Anya believes we have a lot to learn
1: and to share with each other, especially when it comes to valuing the environment. There has been a recognition that, say, the environment is a key stakeholder of a company from French companies and French companies in Ireland for a long time now. Onya is a linguist and also speaks French and Spanish and a bit of German. And she believes that languages can change your perspective on how the world works for the better. I do think the benefit of learning any language is really important because when you learn another language, it opens you up to a new way of looking at the world, a new way of thinking, new perspectives, and new ways of working. And I think that's the most important skill. One key thing Anya believes we can all take from the French is
0: learning about
1: balance. Very much in the French culture as well as there's that sense of balance, balance in terms of the food you eat the lifestyle you have and everything but that balance then as well as when you're at work you're at work but when you're off work you're off work and how do you approach that so yes and and even the different approach to lunch breaks do stay with us for her life hacks and beliefs
0: in her pearls of wisdom but for starters I began by asking Anya about growing up in a busy house in Cork where she was the eldest of five children it must have always been difficult to get heard when there's five people, so you get used to speaking out too, I you presume. You do get do you? used to
1: speaking out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also very good at listening.
0: It's really important scale, yes. actually, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. your role here is uh, as is the president of yes. the FICC. Tell me, what is that? I know it's the French Irish Chamber, yeah. or French Ireland Chamber of Commerce. What do you actually do though? Yeah,
1: So the France-Ireland Chamber of Commerce, we have close to 180 member organisations here in Ireland, and that ranges from your subsidiaries of your big multinationals, right down through all the various sizes, down to maybe French people who are living here in Ireland and have actually set up their own business, entrepreneurs. So we have the full gamut of company size and across all the different types of sectors, too. We would have, say, for example, large pharmaceuticals like Sanofi and Servier. You have your major food and beverage producers like uh, perno Ricard, Irish distillers, large engineering firms. and um, Who would they be? Like, for example, like Schneider Electric, for example, who would specialize in... Um, energy management and building energy management and that kind of thing and it's also my own company Violia, who work in um, energy water and waste So what we call the ecological transformation and helping companies to be more sustainable. Is it
0: true to say that a lot of French companies we don't even realise they're French companies um, like you mentioned one there it sounded more German to it me does, than yeah. it is French <laughs> yeah. and also like the Pernod Ricards like mm. they're in charge of major Irish brands mm. as we would think of. Yes. Do
1: they tend to stay under the radar? I think so. I think a lot of the French companies here in Ireland are very much focused on their profession and the challenges at hand and just doing well within our environment and our local communities and in their professions. So they wouldn't necessarily take the time to say, oh, look at everything we're doing and to shout about their achievements, maybe as much as other nationalities or other sectors um, might do so. So I do think it's an important part of my role within the Chamber just to help promote the types of companies that we have and the Shared values that we have as well between France and Ireland and the good and the really impressive things that those companies are doing here in Ireland. What
0: would you say those shared
1: values are? I think there is a huge spirit of um, curiosity and collaboration and being open to other perspectives as well as finding problems and then trying to find ways to solve those problems. So there's a huge innovative culture. And I think it's not for nothing that you see, I mentioned um, Schneider earlier on, they have uh, invested in their global centre of innovation over in Galway, for example. You have, um, as I mentioned, Pernod Ricard Irish distillers who are investing a huge amount in reconfiguring all of their production in order to be carbon neutral in their production by 2026, I think they've announced. So you see that those French organisations are choosing the teams in Ireland to do these really impressive and really innovative things so
0: and I think uh, I've read uh, about yourself in particular is that you're very much into sustainability Mm. and for looking for new ways to you know to be more uh, carbon neutral Mm -hmm. you know to deliver those kind of solutions Um, is that one of the things you hope to lead out on
1: yes very much so and I How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I think that question of sustainability, it's very complex and it's continually evolving. So the more you learn about it, the more you know that you don't know. And it can be a very daunting thing for a lot of organisations to even start to look at. And say within the chamber, what we have done is we have set up a working group, the Climate Response Working Group. And that's a real... Um, place or a forum where the companies can come together share their challenges also share what certain companies have done in order to address those challenges and just learn from each other because that's the i think that's a key role of the chamber is to provide that space to allow people to come together find out oh no i'm not the only person with this problem there's actually other organizations who have this problem too and they've tried that maybe we could try that approach and it's such an important part because you can Get so easily locked down into your own organisational view and your own challenges and your own objectives that just raising your head above the parapet, looking around from time to time, and just learning from others and having that shared mindset, shared values, shared safe space to d- talk mm-hmm. about those challenges. How is do you actually important. organise that? Do you organise events? Do you have group meetings, sector meetings? How does all that work? Yeah, we um, through the through that working group. So within our council within the chamber different members of the council would take on then being say the chairperson and the deputy chairperson of each of the working groups and then work within say what they think would work best for the companies who are involved in that a number of our members are involved in transport through um, we have logistical companies with ferries we also have say Alstom who are involved in the rail carriages here we have uh, Transdev who run and operate the Lewis, for example. But we also have so many of our members who rely on logistics in order to conduct their businesses, the likes of Decathlon, for example, with online deliveries and how that all works. So transport is key to the success of business in Ireland. It's obviously key to the success of a lot of our members. And what does that look like from a sustainability perspective, which is also very important. I suppose, you know, it's become
0: even more highlighted Mm. to us since now France is our next nearest neighbour in the European Union. And we've seen the total switch away or a huge switch away Mm. from, you know, going overland to Europe through the UK and now just going from Cork or from Dublin. Has that made a huge
1: impact on French-Irish relations? I think it really has. The economy. um, Um, We've seen that those direct transport links have more than tripled um over the last 10 years it's huge is, it is massive <laughs> and the trade between Ireland and France has was approaching th- it was it had reached 30 billion per year uh, Euros, um, but I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear about it hitting forty billion per year very soon. It has dramatically increased. <laughs> yes, a year, and that's mutual trade between the two countries. Mm. We recently, the chamber worked with the French embassy here in Ireland and with the CCUF which is like the French um, councillors appointed by the government from an economic perspective. And the three groups worked together to launch the economic French economic footprint in Ireland report in November just gone. And once again, like we said earlier, the French company Companies can be very good at staying under the radar. There are at least 300 subsidiaries of French-owned companies here in Ireland. So that's not talking about the French entrepreneurs or the people who've already set up here and live here. These are subsidiaries of French companies. That's providing at least 30,000 direct jobs here in Ireland. And France is Ireland's number one EU um, importer, or as. Uh, I always get the direction wrong, but export and import of as goods and services into Ireland from the EU is well, France. So I presume huge a relationships. Of, uh, There
0: there must be Irish companies who invest and employ people in, in France as well. Exactly, there?
1: yes. And some of those are our members too. For example, um, every year we work with Network Yearland, who are our counter chamber in Paris, and we run the Ireland-France Business Awards. And they take it in terms of being held in Dublin and Paris each year. So in November, just gone, we held them in Dublin. We had... 300 people gathered in the Shelburne. it was our biggest ever event in the history of both chambers so the best French company in Ireland was one by Servier who Mm -hmm. are based in Arclough and they've obviously been around in Ireland and very committed to Ireland and the Irish landscape uh, for a long time now the best Irish company in France was EcoSem, who uh, specialise in basically reducing the carbon footprint of cement and have been working hugely mm. over the last 20 years. And they think that they can decrease the carbon footprint of cement by close to 70%. Wow. So it's quite impressive. Because it is a big user. Yes, <laughs> it is. And they have innovation centres based in France. So not only do we have French companies who are locating their innovation centres in Ireland, we have Irish companies who are locating their innovation centres in France. So clearly there is some mutual alignment in our cultures, which really, works well mm. together and those kind of inspiring curiosities yeah. problem solving that, yeah. yeah
0: i mean what can what can we as irish business people and, and irish companies what can we learn from france about esg you know environment sustainable and governments and can france learn anything from ireland
1: yeah well i do think that we can Learn from each other. I think when sometimes it's easy to look at countries where you speak the same language, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you share the same culture. And I think within the EU and Ireland, France, as you said, being the closest to you neighbours, there there are a lot of shared values. There is that shared sense of community, that shared awareness of community, that shared awareness of our environment and the importance of that. And I think there has been a recognition that say the environment is a key stakeholder of a company from french companies and french companies in ireland for a long time now like when i look around the members within the chamber it's not just my own company violia who rates our performance not just in terms of profit but in terms of how we perform within our community how we measure our impact in the environment and how the, all of those investments decisions within a company are made rating our performance against all of those stakeholders so, so is that really done it is really done. <laughs> it is really done and it comes right down through from group objectives into business unit and country objectives right down into my own personal objectives and our team objectives. We are all, all of those objectives. Investment decisions are made based on an assessment of how we're performing against all five of our key stakeholder groups. Employees, community or society, environment, shareholders and customers and all of them and we have 18 KPIs across those but we're not the only company doing Mm. that and it seems to be a pattern within the French companies that longevity. Yeah the sustainability of the company itself. Sustainability of the company itself and you can only do that if you are going to bring benefit to all of your stakeholders and be useful to all of your stakeholders Mm. and that it does seem to be something that I've noticed in common emerging from our our, our uh, friends chamber of commerce members as yeah.
0: well I, and one thing I noticed when I was looking at the reshuffle of the French cabinet the amount of women who are on the uh, you know in the ca- sit at the cabinet table mm. and we had the French prime minister until yes. recently was a woman it seems to be one of their values and it's been there we were very late in Ireland to the table on gender equality and diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that's something that we could learn an awful lot from? They're so far ahead of us in terms of gender, diversity and inclusion in French companies. And Mm -hmm. it seems to be one of their their key performance indicators too. Mm -hmm. Do you think we have something we can learn from the French in that regard?
1: I think a little bit, yes, definitely. Um, I do think that the French recognised this um, a number of decades ago and did put the KPIs in place. But not only did they just put KPIs, say we need equal numbers of men and women, they looked at... blockers to the talent pool so if you have you obviously want the most appropriate candidate to fill a position but in order to do that you need to look at who's in your talent pool and if all of your talent pool are from one particular background or one particular gender then you need to work out what are the blockers to the other members of the community what gender background what are those blockers and how can we work to solve those and then they put the the programs in place, whether it's the leadership programs, whether it's uh, the working conditions. Though, and you can see with the Childcare, child care, so the one, exactly, yeah. or or the different leaves that are offered as well, or the holidays, all of those things that are offered. And um, I remember when I was working in France myself, when they brought in the, the RTT, it's called the Reduction de temps de travail, which was where they brought in the 35-hour working week. But that also then brought in how do you take your leave according to that so you had your certain number of annual leave days but then you had days that you were allowed to take throughout the year whether that was for a dentist appointment or a child care uh, question or the parent teacher meetings elderly parents exactly be, yeah. all of those kind of questions i do think ireland is catching up now maybe it's because of once again the sphere that i'm working in i see a lot of French subsidiaries in Ireland and companies in Ireland but I do see that awareness of gender diversity but also background diversity coming into and that um, desire to widen the talent pool and check and for example um, even in my own company and I think Covid has helped in this respect too that you'll see a much bigger take-up now of men taking parental leave then you would have had to say before COVID, where it was mainly always the woman in the relationship who took the parental leave, who took the extra leave to facilitate childcare. And I think it, it's great that it is now much more acceptable Formalistic, and that that is also a level or two.
0: I was reading somewhere yesterday. A lot of the American companies are pushing back against the working from home rules. Oh. You know, <laughs> because it was so useful to them when, gen, you know, when uh, COVID happened, mm. people were able. Companies that were ahead of the curve were able to switch to, and and mm. you know, stay alive basically because of the working from home and the mm. flexibility around working, working from home mm. for both genders. You yes. Know? So that's something we can learn. And yes. one thing I love from, it, from what we've, we've read from the French is not not having to answer your emails at the weekends or after. It's very strict,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and people go like, Initially, it was like, but you couldn't do that, but
1: actually you can. But, but you do, you have to. And I think there's that very much in the French culture as well as there's that sense of balance. Balance in terms of the food you eat, the lifestyle you have and everything. But that balance then as well is... When you're at work, you're at work, but when you're off work, you're off work. And how do you approach that? So, yes, and, and even the different approach to lunch breaks, for example. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so, um, the I appreciation d- of food. I, I don't <laughs> think, I think you would see very different statistics in how many people, say, in Ireland, are grabbing a sandwich at their computer screen, turning off their camera while in a meeting for their lunch, Versus maybe the people in France who make sure they walk away from their desk, they go, they sit down, they have a meal, they have a conversation, they come back refreshed, and probably, now I have no scientific basis for saying this at all. It
0: stands to reason, uh, it?
1: But probably with a lot fewer digestive problems as they grow older and stress problems yeah. as they grow older. And, and
0: clearer thinking, I would yes, imagine. You need to walk so. away from a problem sometimes, to come back and think of it in you.
1: You really do, and um, very much even myself, I know throughout the day. I have to recognize when I get stuck and the thing that I have to do when I get stuck is I have to get up I walk away from the desk yes I make a cup of tea and I come back but it has been scientifically proven that the sheer act of walking uh, switches on different connections in your brain and enables you to approach problems mm-hmm. in a very different way but it makes
0: sense and even yes. to get outside and walk over to the square you your perspective your little your vision is not just at a computer screen but like exactly. 50 yards or 100 yards in front of you, or meters I should say <laughs> 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 we have a long history with France on on so many levels do you think really that we're aware of it <laughs> uh, for, like from our history classes and
1: mm-hmm.
0: Kinsale was it Kalala sorry I'm thinking of Kalala mm. possibly Kinsale too um, you know our history has gone back centuries. centuries
1: centuries yeah last year in fact we celebrated the 225th anniversary of General Humbert landing over as you say in, in Kalala and yes we definitely all learned about it in school and it's there i think buried in our subconscious somewhere but is from it from primary <laughs> school from however. primary school exactly yeah. not even from secondary school so is it t- as to the as it could be probably not but i think it is somewhere there latent in our mm. subconscious and maybe that's where that affinity and shared support and shared value comes where we now see projects like for mm. example the celtic interconnector coming into play but which is that um under-the-sea connection, energy connection between Ireland and France, between the two partners there.
0: Tell me about that, because I'd forgotten to ask you about that, actually. Mm. Tell me about the interconnector. What stage is that at?
1: Um, So when, as you mentioned, we had some visits there in November from the Prime Minister and also the uh, Minister for the uh, Transition, the Minister de la Transition Energétique, which was uh, Madame Agnès Pannier-Runacher, She came over and she met with Minister Eamon Ryan and we also had um, representatives from RTE, so not RTE like we know it here in Ireland, but that's actually the French version of Airgrid, who run the energy networks. And they uh, were signing just to mark the fact that they are now at that kind of construction stage and that implementation stage, so they are now very much... All of the ground has been broken and they're working through. So very much on track and very okay. exciting. And how soon do you think that will be? That takes years, I presume. It, it is years. I have 2026 20, in my head, but I will stand to be corrected by the okay. experts at play. <laughs>
0: um Although we have these strong links and so many people, particularly in their teenage years, were brought to France Mm -hmm. to the holiday camps and had such a great experience, there isn't a huge uptake in uh, French language in Ireland. I know it's probably the top one of the foreign languages Mm -hmm. that are studied at secondary school Mm -hmm. level. Would you like
1: to see more people studying French? I think as a person who studied languages growing up and who uses languages um, at least weekly... I do think the benefit of learning any language is really important, because when you learn another language, it opens you up to a new way of looking at the world, a new way of thinking, new perspectives, and new ways of working. And I think that's the most important skill in learning a language. Um, We've all heard the stories of how the Eskimos have 27 words for the word to describe the word white, because that's how... They're probably all of the numbers wrong yeah. there but it's just that example of it just it's a different way of looking at things and even uh, between the French and Spanish say languages and English you know say I am cold I am not well I am sad they talk or I am happy which is very much a state of being and feels like a state of permanence in the English language in the French and Spanish it's I have this and I have that, so it's something that's temporary, it's on you for a little while, but you can just as easily take it off again. And I think that just opens your mind to different perspectives, different ways of looking at yourself and looking at the world, and that enables that collaboration, that innovation again, so much more. It's a it's fascinating mm. isn't it yeah yes. even
0: when you think of it the irish language is, exactly it's lum, it's with me
1: exactly <laughs> it's with me and it can just as easily leave me again yeah. which i think is yeah. a real really important especially when we think about kind of mental well-being and everything mm. these days too yeah i see
0: you were awarded a woman's peer mentoring certificate uh, leaders of impact by the american chamber of yes. commerce do you think it's important for women to champion and to support other women in their careers and have you done it
1: I hope so. (laughs) Um, You think think, it's a good idea? I do think it is a good idea because, um, like, we all, and I I have lived it myself, where there will be a role advertised and you'll have various male candidates applying. They might hit two out of the ten criteria, or five out of the ten criteria, or they might not come from that background at all, but they'll still go through. But the female candidates might hit nine out of ten four out of five will not go through and I well will not, not not that they won't, won't go through, through but they won't forward. they won't they won't put themselves forward mm. exactly they won't mm. apply and I do think that uh, when you are with other women you do need to just remind themselves to um to see the positive in themselves, see what they can achieve, see how their skills can apply to other areas. And I know it's something even within my own organisation that we're very aware of that when you have a role advertised and say, I I thought that person would apply to that role. Why haven't they applied? And go asking? why haven't you applied? Tap them on the show. Yeah, and I've had people come to me and say, why haven't you applied for that particular role? Oh, well, I'm not from the typical background, but, you know, you should apply. Even if you don't get it. You are still putting yourself forward. You're still putting yourself on the radar and you still have something to learn about yourself. And it's really important to see how other people see you too because I think as women, potentially as Irish people, potentially dependent on the profession that you're in as well, you don't always take the time to step back and see your achievements, see the value you bring, see what others see in you. And I think personally from a women perspective, it's so important to do that. And I try to do that with my colleagues in work with the pe- with people who report into me always to try and see how can you give them the opportunity to shine and to but to shine obviously as, as your responsibility as their manager is to shine in a safe way that they that they can shine and that you're there to support I've them heard, through that too uh,
0: i heard actually from a man once they said if you tick all the boxes there's no point in you applying because you've nowhere to grow mm. so you really <laughs> should kind of look for places where you can and grow, grow. Yes. Yeah, which I thought was really good and another point and just on what you're raising a woman from LinkedIn said you know just take a little notebook specifically for this purpose and at the end of every week just write down what you've achieved that week because then you have a list of your competencies when they ask you for something <laughs> exactly. at various different well
1: it's something that in our team that's what I make sure we do in our weekly check-in every week we start that meeting with what have we achieved in the last week, and everyone has to go around the table and say at least one thing that they have achieved, because we don't take the time to recognise and um and I think that's that engineering mindset in as well as the Irish mindset, as well as the female mindset to it all conspires. So we do take the time to say, What have we achieved? But then the other part of the meeting then is what are the things that I need help with? What are the okay. questions I need answered? Not not, not, not to be not, afraid to ask yeah, for help, yeah. No, not this is my to do list for the week. No these are the things I achieved that I'm proud of and these are the things that I need someone else's help with to unblock and I think and it's even within our management meetings now as well we take the time to say to recognise what people have achieved because it's so easy to just move on to the next thing
0: Mm. have you had good mentors and sponsors yourself in the past yes very much what did you learn from them
1: Um, Well, some of them um, that I was obviously more ready to take on new um, things than I thought I was. And they saw something in me at different stages. That's very empowering, isn't it? It is. uh, But very scary, too, (laughs) Um, when, when you're about to take on a new challenge. I also learned the importance of listening and listening to the true need at play Um, not the wants or what you think they're looking for but really listening to understand where is that person coming from what are they really looking for and also one of the most kind of valuable lessons was that the importance of finding the common ground finding the shared objective together and you can only ever do that by speaking with a person ideally face to face in a room together but you're never going to achieve that common ground by email
0: okay <laughs> it's very
1: hard to get tone right on email anyway, it, it is very much so but if there's a place where there's different maybe perspectives people coming at things from different angles and that kind of gap in understanding that was was very much you get on the phone you say look can we have a chat can we meet and it's amazing how quickly every time you'll find the common ground and the shared objectives
0: and did you have male
1: and female male and female mentors mm-hmm. yeah well I suppose um in uh i suppose veolia it's in very technical very engineering-led organization when i started in their first it was a very male-dominated environment you know and well it still is the but there's obviously a lot of women there too now but it's been male and female the whole way but it's also in veolia we do encourage everybody in your annual performance right who's going to be your mentor this year what I've also learned is that um, mentors can come from the most unlikely places too. But really? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, just that it might be just somebody that you meet in an area like a forum like the Chamber of Commerce and that you get on well through, once again, gives a different perspective that you might not necessarily see. So it's amazing what you, the, the like-minded people I suppose, or the unlike-minded people depending on what you're looking for, that you can come across when you raise your head up above the parapet. and it takes a bit of courage It though, does take it? a little bit of courage. So it is great that... I think it is in the French companies and in particularly I've been very lucky that it is always something that's been very encouraged and you're encouraged to ask. I'm going to finish up now, but I want to ask yeah.
0: you, what are your five pearls of wisdom? Do you have any wisdom you can share with us? Life hacks,
1: business hacks, what would you suggest? <laughs> okay, well, I, I kind of shared one of them earlier on is I think you need to understand your reset. And when I say your reset, there's the two, there's the when you've been in, meetings or your mind is blocked all day understand what works for you personally to just reset in that moment as I mentioned for me it's getting up walking to go get a cup of tea coming back but um, more um, fundamentally when you are when you've been in something that's completely out of your normal routine you need to get do something that gets you back into your normal pace of working your normal pace in for example in me I need to have Monday mornings free where I can work through stuff and have that followed by that weekly team meeting. It just gets me reset back into what's important, what are the priorities and where is everybody in the team at. Personally at home, my reset is I have to do the, if I get the laundry started on a Friday evening and through the week, I know that everything, I I feel like I can tackle everything else in life if the laundry is working fine. (laughs) For me, it's making the bed in the morning. Exactly. It's understanding that reset. Um, In terms of, what were the other things i think also know the head you're going into so what i mean by that is if you are pitching for something or asking for something or putting a proposal forward you need to know where the person that you're pitching to or making that proposal to where they're coming from have they come out of a really bad meeting are they a numbers person are they a visual person what is it that works for them? So it's not about how you want to explain the story. You have to really think about what head is it landing into, and then structure your proposal in that way. Also, start with the punchline. Grab the metal, egg. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I think it's a female thing, or is it an Irish thing? I'm not sure. Where you can often start with your storytelling, you started this is where I started from, and these are all the options I looked at. And this is why and now I've picked this and this is why this is the reasoning I used. And finally you end your proposal two pages later, three pages later, with this is what I've picked and this is what I want you to decide on. But you've lost the person at mm. that point. Start with, I have picked this, I am proposing this, this is what I have decided, this is what I want you to decide on. Will you decide on it for me? Here is why I think you should do it this is the reasoning so really draft it all out then reverse it start with the punchline; it's much more impactful and it'll help you get the decisions a lot quicker Fantastic. <laughs> and i think finally both at home and in work um organize for both the space you're going into and the, per- the personalities of the users that you're working with so whether that's a shared drive filing system it might be set up by the person with the best organizing in the world but if they have 25 categories but everybody else in the team is only able for three it's going to fall apart same with at home if you have a family who um, you have might have loads of lovely boxes with lids on them but if nobody in your family is ever going to lift up that lid to put the thing in the box <laughs> you're going to be fighting so a losing battle. Simpl- work with the personalities of the users and make it as simple so that it's as easy and simple as possible and that's both at work and at home. It's habit as well. Isn't it, it is habit because then it's easier to create the habits and mm-hmm. it's all about creating those habits I
0: think. Excellent. Um, communications is your area of speciality. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are key part, you know communication steps you've given us one particularly mm. really good one there you know start with a good pitch and a good hook yeah uh, anything else that you've
1: learned through communications over the years um yeah so definitely start with the decision start at the punch line and know the head you're going into what and also know what you're trying to achieve by doing it um it's been so often you see people talking about something presenting something but they don't know what they actually want the outcome to be and you need to be very very clear on what is the outcome you're looking for from sending that email from making that presentation from uh, from having that chat what is the outcome because once you know the outcome and you know the type of person it's amazing how much more efficient you can be more effective and just how better your interactions will be as a result as well tell me about finance are you good with money and what would, what was the
0: best bit of financial advice you ever got was it like open a savings account or you know spend from what you've left over what, what was the best bit of advice you ever got very very
1: simple track what you spend every day take the five minutes every day to track what you spend because when you do you have you know where you find that you actually end up better managing your money naturally because you know where it's going it's when you let, let it float along and just it's there in the back oh no I don't want to look at that that's and you can end up in trouble also I would I would have that as a, as a, a primary piece but the secondary piece is ha- set your financial goal once again you need to know what you're aiming towards because once you're aiming towards something then you will naturally I think put the steps in place that you need to do in order to achieve that goal but if you don't have that goal then you are likely to just plod along. But definitely track it every day. And I don't I do not do it myself. I, I try to do it myself, but I find that everything works out a lot better when I am doing it. And then you have a self-satisfaction when things work out as yes, well. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you do for the environment in your own life, in your everyday life? I know sustainability and ESG mm-hmm. is really important to you in your work
1: life. But what do you do at home? I am heavily involved in a number of community cycle groups. At home, so both on Facebook and WhatsApp. So basically, when you're finished with something and you no longer have a use for it, you put it up in the group. Say, does anybody want this? And you'd be amazed at what people want and will take and will have another use for somewhere else. And so I both give and receive on those groups. So. As much as possible, gets passed on and gets a new life around the place.
0: We have a, a local WhatsApp yeah. group. In a, I hope you don't live near me because probably on it. <laughs> but like nothing stays up there for more than two minutes, and it's recycled gone. or yes. upcycled. It's, it's fantastic. Gone. It's
1: brilliant. No, it's amazing. It's fantastic. The amount of waste that is avoided thanks to the community cycle and recycle groups is fantastic. Brilliant.
0: Music. Do you like music? What's I your love go-to music. piece of music if you want to kind of give yourself a booster or to wind down? What would yeah what's as your a, go-to yeah, music?
1: It, it depends what I'm trying to achieve. So I have my very focused cleaning music, um, which will always be Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. It's it's great when she's there singing about the mess you left and you went away while I'm <laughs> focusing. But if I'm trying to draft something for work or write, on, write something for work, where I need to tap into a very creative side of my brain. It's always one of uh, Ludovico Ainaudi's albums. He's a, he's a pianist and it's lovely. It always just activates the right brain cells for me. Anya, thank you so much. You're a fantastic guest on the uh, Women in Leadership podcast.
0: I really appreciate it. Thank you, Angie. It was lovely to talk to you today. Thank you. My thanks to Anya Murray, President of the France-Ireland Chamber of Commerce, for joining us on the Women in Leadership podcast. But while we've shared values of curiosity and an innovative culture, as Onya says, we still have a lot to learn from France about gender equality and diversity and inclusion, making the environment a key performance indicator, and also about balance, work-life, life-play, and of course taking well-deserved lunch breaks away from the desk. Please like and follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we're also available, all the podcasts are available on the website womeninleadership.ie if you want to share your story or if you have any jaw droppers to share on your experience of misogyny or being passed over for a promotion due to your gender you can contact us through the website womeninleadership.ie or through our social media channels at Pod on twitter or through linkedin and instagram until the next time from me angie mazzetti goodbye take care of yourself and your environment